Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, it's April, and you're listening to Transform Squadron, a podcast by ZoneBase.org. I'm Rob, and I'm back here for another episode, and I'm just kind of going wow for a moment since, boy, has it been a month since the last episode. Like, I don't mean that just because I do this once a month. I mean that because, whoa, what a month. You know, we, we all know what's going on. We all know... What's what's all happened in the past month? I'm not going to dwell on that too much. We all have it on our mind enough as it is. I just want to say I hope everyone out there is doing okay. Um, and I'm not going to try to dwell on it too much. I just won't try to talk about something else for a few minutes. Try to keep, get your mind off of it. Though saying that, I will have to say, you know, some things got canceled over the past month and some things coming up just because the big interruption that's gone on. You know, Toy Lana got canceled as well as a bunch of other shows during March did. And as big as a bummer that was, you know, it's for the best, of course. But Sean was already in town uh, for that all. And him and I uh, met up at Mellow Mushroom and ate. Of course, this is when it was still allowed to eat inside restaurants. And, in fact, they were encouraging it in my area. So, you know, it was right before everything got really locked down. And, you know, he, he had made us a little bag of exclusives for what he was calling Springer Con and had like some part swapped out battle masters to be spring gun and hammer down. Basically us as battle masters. It was, it was really funny. He had like rung in there to be a therapist for you and like a, a waffle house, huddle house, excuse me, huddle house stripper. It was really cool. Really cool what he did. He actually, he brought me a Playmobil horse also, which I thought was great because I finally, finally found my headless horseman Playmobil and he, he brought me a horse for him to ride. And that's awesome. Um, it was really cool seeing him Had a great time, had a great time with that. And like last week was my birthday, which Obviously, it was a little more low-key than last year because, you know, what's all going on. My wife, my birthday was on Monday. So Saturday, my wife had basically, it's kind of hard to say I have a little birthday party when it's just three of us, meaning my mom came over. Because lockdown or not, you tell my mother she can't go see her children. You know, you're, you got a different face, something different to face with there. So my mother came over and... They all gave me some presents, and we went and got takeout from Red Robin, you know, that sort of thing. I love Red Robin. That was awesome. And we, uh, my mom, you know, she gave me some, she gave, she always does like the, she'll make sure she tell you it came from the bank. She gives you some money for your birthday. And, you know, I got me some Switch games. And um, my wife had gave me uh, a bunch of stuff. She got me a bunch of Earthrise Transformers. She got me some, uh. Playmates King Kong toys. Uh, she got me some books. She got me like the Transformers manga collection, the volume one of those, and like a yokai encyclopedia. 
And she got me some, a bunch of stuff like that. She got me, she got me a grill. She got me a grill and some new stuff to go with it because we're moving. Uh, before everything went down, we, you know, signed everything and put our deposits down, all that. Here in the summer, we're moving. We finally are after every, the past three years, we've been wanting to move. And one thing or another has kept us from it. And this year we've made it happen. We're going to, we got us a new place. We're going to much bigger, much nicer, nicer little neighborhood. Um, and when we we're moving, I said, man, it'd be great to put a grill in the backyard, like a grill in a fire pit. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, really excited over the idea of grilling. I was like, we get moved. I'm going to buy a grill and put, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So she bought me one for my birthday. So that's great. I can't wait to use it. Right now I can't, um, <laughs> we're in an apartment right now. And the neighborhood we'll be moving to, I'll be able to. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I was coming up with things to grill. I was like, uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, steaks, pizza, ice cream. Like, whatever I can throw on that thing, you know, fix it up. That's how you do things. That's how you grill it. Um, just a great birthday. Um, one thing that she threw in the gift bag with some uh, micro masters was, do you guys know what five surprises five surprise is this little blind bag line called, of course, five surprise where it's like a ball and there's, you open it up, it comes open in sections like an orange and each one's got a little tear. You tear it off and there's a little surprise in it. Now this is a super kitty thing. Like definitely meant for small children. As in I bought one was like, wow, I totally just bought a, something specifically meant for children because it had like army men and stickers and balloons and stuff. You know, that's totally okay, but totally not what someone who buys blind bags for minifigures is after, you know? Well, apparently at some point they had, um, up their game and she bought me one of them. It's a dino strike five surprise. And it still has the ball still have the five sections, but each one has a mystery minifigure in it. And each section has the parts where you assemble it. And the Dino Strike one, there, as the name would say, dinosaurs. But they have snap-on armor with guns and stuff. Think of a Dino Rider without the little dude driving it. I got the Stegosaurus. He's got some cool armor he wears and guns to, on his side for shooting at things. Pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to get some more of these guys. It's pretty neat. It was a good quality little figure. You had to assemble it. And he just kind of snapped together pretty easy. It's a nice little figure, kind of a rubbery plastic. It's pretty cool. Another thing she got me was a Super Retrocade by uh, Retrobit. You know, she was going to get me a TurboGrafx-16 Mini, but because of what's all going down, that got delayed, unfortunately, um, till the end of the year. And she got me this to basically <laughs> take its place for the time being. Uh, Retrobit makes stuff like uh, retro controllers and all that, and they've been in the past few years making little um, game consoles, little little licensed mini consoles. They have a portable one that looks like a Game Boy that you can get at any Target or Big Lot. Not Big Lot, excuse me. Well, that'd be great. You just walk into Big Lots and get one, like uh, Best Buy or Amazon or whatever. It's a cool little thing, and they got these little console called the uh, Retrocade. The first version was like a black and red unit. I forgot what they call it. It was like something, Retrocade something. Like it had a different title, and I heard that one wasn't so great, but I don't know for my own self. You can always hear something's not so great on the internet, and that doesn't mean anything. So I don't know if it actually is good or not. This one, though, is the Super Retrocade, and I knew I definitely wanted it at some point, and she got it for me. It is great. It has... It says over 90 because the first version had 90 games on it. 
and the version two, they added five more games. Uh, they didn't take away any of the other ones. They just added more to it. And that's the version she got me. Um, and they're all licensed, fully legal emulation by like Data East, IRIM, Capcom. I'm not sure if there's any other companies on there or not, but it's like a lot of games. It's it's an overwhelming amount of games to turn this thing on and select from the menu. And you know, you can stick an SD card in it and save or whatever your progress, which is really handy on some of these games. Like it's got Dark Lord and stuff like that. Some of these bigger, older games that are like really they they knew you might not buy another game for a while, so they gave you plenty to do for a couple of months there, that type of thing. And you know, it's got arcade versions, console versions. Some of it's kind of weird. Like they got the arcade version of Bad Dudes, and then it's got like the NES version of Bad Dudes. And it's funny too, because it's got Crude Buster, the arcade version of Crude Buster, but not the home version, which is Two Crude Dudes, which is... Crude, two Crude Dudes is like the sequel to Bad Dudes, but... They don't dwell on it. They're just kind of like, it can be or it cannot be. You know, it's one of those things where like, it's it's the follow-up, but not necessarily a sequel, you know. And then I got some oddballs on there, too. They got like a the arcade version of Super Dodgeball. And then they got Renegade, the arcade version of Renegade. Both Kunio Kun games, but these are the American arcade versions. And those games were very... Like River City Ransom, Super Dodgeball, all Renegade, all these cool Kunio Kun games that got repackaged for American audiences where they kind of renamed the characters or whatever, not having to deal with this whole series as in Japan. Like Renegade, I think Renegade, I think was the first Kunio Kun game and which you played uh, Kunio uh, fighting school gangs in school, like, you know doing that sort of thing. And this one, you're just fighting gang members and they kind of, that's clearly the same Kunio Kun sprite you're playing, but in, um, the bad guys are made to look a little bit more like the warriors, more like a, they kind of Americanized them a little stuff like that, you know? So it's kind of, it's kind of neat having it, but I remember, man, I was always bad at renegade. I'm still bad at it. Like, woo, got my butt whooped, changed games. Had Vigilante on it. Vigilante is a, I want to say a great game because when I was a little guy playing it at the Circle K, it was like the most hardcore thing ever. Now that I'm adult and I'm playing it again, and now that I, I own the arcade version on this tiny little box I can hook up to my TV, and I have all the quarters I'll ever need by just pushing the select button on my controller, just putting another one in. It's, it's, it's still a fun game. It's just not as epic because let me tell you, some of these arcade games are only about us. They're, they're made to get every single quarter out of your pocket. You know, if you, if you guys want to complain about how cell phone games work to get you to buy in all the time, arcade games did the exact same thing. And this one's totally one of those, but it's also one of those games that the minute you, you just respawned where you died and the minute you put, put in our quarter and you just pop right back where you were, you know, so as long as you've got as many quarters as possible, you can just go through the thing in like 20 minutes, you know. And I did. The funny thing is people make fun of bad dudes with its silly plot with ninjas have kidnapped the president. Are you a bad enough dude to save them? That sort of thing. And it's funny. You know, the name of the game is actually Dragon Ninja. And when they brought it to America, to Americanize it, they called it Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. And they kind of sillied up the, you know, ninjas have kidnapped the president, you know. 
I, I guess it sounded more badass at the time, and it did. But now as an adult, you're like, <laughs> what do they want with them? You know, that sort of thing. Well, this one, you know, you're 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 playing, you're the vigilante, you're taking the law into your own hands, the cops have, the authorities have failed you, this gang has kidnapped your girlfriend, that sort of thing. I don't know, I, have, I've never, I haven't looked into the Japanese version of Vigilante, but your your girlfriend's name is Madonna, so I don't know if she's Madonna there, or just Madonna in the American version, because she, you know, she's a really popular singer at the time. And the gang is called, is it says, skinheads have kidnapped Madonna. You have to take the law into your own hands. Like, wow, what do they want with Madonna? And it's never really clear if she's just a girl named Madonna, or supposed to be Madonna the singer. She doesn't look like Madonna. But once again, it's just like one of those, one of those translation American, the Americanizing things where they, why well, skinheads want with Madonna? All these skinheads have a lot of hair. What is going on here? The game though, it's kind of funny. Like a lot of those old games played loose with legalities. Like it was clearly meant to be another character at places like, you know, when you're playing, um, shinobi there's like spider-man and batman and the terminator and godzilla you know randomly inserted in those old ones um this one's no different uh that one of the bad guys is a guy with a gun who'll come up and shoot at you while you're kicking and punching all these other guys and it's totally han solo i was totally noticing playing like man that's han solo like you know he's he's got the his gun even looks like han solo's laser like man did it shooting blue little lasers I mean, it's supposed to be bullets, but it clearly looks like a blue blaster fire. Like, man, when did Han Solo join a skinhead gang? Why did he do that? <laughs> it's so it's so weird. One of the, I don't know. Like I said, I've never played. I've never looked into the Japanese version of Vigilante. I might now, just to see what some of these things were in Japanese, because it's kind of weird playing it now. So I'm wondering if it's just like some translation errors or just some. Somebody thought it made sense when they were making it type of thing. Cause like you're playing throughout a city, uh, fighting this street gang and the signs and all that of the stores are, are kind of weird, but there's one specific point where guys are coming out of doors and buildings to fight you. And one of them's the PP room, like P I P I room. And I'm like, is this a restaurant called the Pie Pie Room or is it the PP? It's the PP Room. Uh, what are y'all doing in there? That's not how you spell it. So was it supposed to be a bathroom there coming out or was it some other place and just mistakes were made translating it? I don't know, but I hope they washed their hands because they're, they are coming out punching. And one of those bad guys, a version of those bad guys, one of their things is to hold you by the throat and keep you from moving while other guys gang up on you. And a bunch of those dudes come out of there. So, man, I really hope they washed their hands because holding on to my throat while I'm kicking you, son. And, you know, it's funny. One thing I had heard about in the time being of playing Vigilante when I was a kid till now was that it was like a spiritual sequel to Kung Fu Master. And I was always like, nah, man, it was different. He had nunchucks. <laughs> playing it now, yeah, this is totally Kung Fu Master. You know, if... if were the guys designing it just making their own sequel or what have you? I'll look into more of it. Maybe it was intended to be a sequel and went its own way at some point. That happens a lot with games because it sure is like playing an evolution of Kung Fu Master because you're playing Kung Fu Master. 
you know, just things are a little different. Like it's like, it's obviously like, man, this is, this is a sequel to it. Um, it's sequel by another name. Great game though. Just funny. You know, there's just some funny stuff to it, but man, it was, it was a good birthday. My wife, that was great. It's funny. Last year I went to a theme park and this year just kind of hung around home, which I kind of wanted to do anyway. It's been a really hectic year so far. And then all this is going on. So I kind of just wanted to decompress a little. So I got to do that. And that was great. I've been so busy though. Last week was actually really busy. I hadn't really gotten to open any of my presents or whatever. Still got to get into my Earthrise Transformers. And I finally played my uh, Retrocade this past weekend. And I opened up some of those Playmates Godzilla toys. Mom, um, excuse me, my wife gave me. I said, Mom, that means, I don't know about you guys, but here in the South, um, it's always, it's like a, uh, one of those, like, I guess, rumors or urban legends or whatever, that if you say another name than the one you intended to, that means that person's thinking about you. So my mom must be thinking about me, uh, which wouldn't be wouldn't be too out of the blue. She randomly calls me. Everything okay? <laughs> so I hope she doesn't just call me in a minute thinking something's going on. I'm cool, Mom. It's just Monday morning. But my wife had got me uh, Gigan and Kong. Um from the new Playmates Godzilla line. And she got me the standard size ones. There's there's a Kong and Godzilla larger size figure out there that I definitely plan to get. Those are really cool looking. Godzilla looks like... He's definitely a Heisei or Millennium design. I forgot what year it says on the package. In fact, I don't think it actually says a year on the package. I think it just says Godzilla. But he's definitely meant to represent... Maybe late Heisei, early Millennium. He doesn't have that specific look he has in Final Wars or anything. Actually, no, I think he's a Heisei design. I think he's, I think it's it's, it's fair to say he's from, from those in that 90 series, you know. But it doesn't specify on the package. And Kong is, of course, from uh, Skull Island, the MonsterVerse Kong. Because King Kong is a hotbed of royalties. Like... Kong, the character Kong from Skull Island is a public domain character. King Kong isn't. So the way they use his names is weird. And because Playmates got the license for the upcoming Kong versus Godzilla movie, which is MonsterVerse, which, you know, this is the Kong from Skull Island in the movie we just saw that came out in 2017. Um, it's that version of Kong. So... I'm assuming when those Kong versus Godzilla toys come out, hopefully when they're scheduled to, I think, I think that that movie got delayed before all everything went down. So it's definitely a, hopefully still on point, but those toys will definitely be branded for that movie and match that movie's designs. While these are like a hodgepodge of various Godzilla and other monsters from different movies and eras. And, of course, Kong is just Skull Island one because, I once again, hotbed of royalties. Uh, and what's funny about it, as I'm mentioning this, you know, Bondi for years have been releasing their Bondi Creations toys package for American shelving here. Um, and some of them coming out are re-releases of those Bondi toys just on Playmates cards. So I don't know if part of this is a licensing deal with Bondi to sell their toys here for them or what have you, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's easier for them to sell them through playmates on a Walmart than doing it themselves. Maybe. And that'd be great. I'd like to see more of their, uh, 
soft vinyl figures on my Walmart shelf. You know, I you buy a Playmates, excuse me, you buy a Bondi Creation vinyl toy or one of those toys, they can get kind of pricey. Like uh, my wife got me a couple of them at Christmas. And she was kind of confused when I was saying I want this destroy on the back of the car because one of the new Playmates toys is destroy. And she goes, didn't I just got you, get you that? And I was trying to show her the one she got me, show her the differences, like a different type of toy, you know? Like this is a soft vinyl, that's an action figure. And I was like, this is a different, you know, she still didn't understand, but she was like, okay, whatever. Um, I think she said something like, those soft vinyl, you know, she goes, that one was like 25 bucks and it felt like it should have been 10. And I was like, well, if you had bought it a couple of years ago, it would have been 10, you know, but that sort of thing. Um, vinyl toys can get expensive buying them, especially the older ones. So if they keep re-releasing them like they have, like Bandai was already, that'd be great. You know, I'd be get some of those sculpts and some of those figures at a much more affordable price you know $12 beats 50 any day you know what I mean uh that sort of thing but the playmates own original figures in this line are straight up action figures at that same scale as the vinyl figures meaning a vinyl figure was made of vinyl it was hollow it was like a soft you could squeeze it uh really good sculptures of these characters and a little basic articulation like maybe the arm or the tail or whatever some of them had more than others. Like I've got one that's basically just a statue. And I've got ones that's got like arms, shoulders, neck, tail, that sort of thing. Destroya, you know, his wings articulate, that sort of thing. These Playmates original ones are action figures. Like they're about six, seven inches. Um, of course, those two large, that larger Kong and Godzilla I mentioned, they're uh, not quite maybe 15 inches or whatever. We did good jumbo sized figures. Uh, but these are about six, seven inches, about the size of those, uh, vinyls I was mentioning. But, um, they got the construction of a A's Mattel He-Man figure, meaning like the body is like a hard plastic, you know, the two halves molded type of construction where it's, it's hollow, but it's two solid halves of plastic, you know, and the arms are that more rubbery plastic, like a, like an old 80s He-Man figure's arms and legs would be that kind of construction. But they articulate like action figures. Not not super articulation. Like, she got me Gigan. He's clearly, he's got the five points. His neck swivels and his shoulder and legs move at the top of the legs like one of those figures would. Uh, the Kong she got me. She got me Kong and Gigan. Kong has those same articulation points, but his neck is more on a, a ball. So he can look all over the place. And his feet swivel too, which really just help you stabilize him while he's standing. You know, but they, these are clearly action figures by the guys who make Ninja Turtle figures. In fact, saying, I'm going to take it back, that Ninja Turtle style construction where the body's like hard plastic, but obviously two halves glued together so it's a little hollow with the solid limbs. It's along that line of construction. Um, really cool, really cool. I, I appreciated that solid Kong in my hand. That sounded weird, but I didn't mean anything weird by it. Um, I really appreciate it in hand. You know, I love my vinyl figures, but boy, I could see myself having a ball with this guy as a kid, knocking each up, knocking them around, you know, that sort of thing. And it got me thinking, you know, I was just mentioning Kong is a hot bed of legality, meaning that there's all sorts of trademarks and stuff into his name. You know, 
King Kong is owned by like RKO and Universal Pictures and that sort of thing. Kong from Skull Island is a public domain character uh, just because of the way how the character's been handled all these years. That's why you see like Kong Skull Mountain. They're saying Kong and they'll say Kong is king, but they never straight up say King Kong, you know, because they're like, look, it's just a miracle we made this. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, Kong, the Skull Mountain movie at, was attached to Universal at one point. But that just goes to show you how far along these things can get before it gets into Lawyer City. And um, with these figures, the Godzilla toys are all over the map. My Gigan is, let's just say Gigan 2004, meaning it's Gigan from Final Wars, that movie. But it doesn't say Final Wars Gigan, just 2004. And they have a Shin Godzilla out, and it says Godzilla 2016. Because Shin Godzilla was the movie out then. You guys get it? And might I add, Shin is really rough looking. <laughs> he does. He looks like he's just yelling, "I like fish sticks." Um, he's a, the first first series or two with action figure lines tend to be the worst. And by by series th- the, the third wave, they tend to kind of get themselves everything on running and everything perfect. Um, and boy, does it show the the this series. You know, you have Shin Godzilla two thousand sixteen. Gigan from Final Wars, Kong, Space Godzilla, and Destroya. Shin Godzilla's pretty rough. Gigan's great. Godzilla, you know, everyone looks pretty good. They're a little Space Godzilla and Destroya could use a little, little finer detailing in their paint, but they look fine. But Shin's pretty rough. Um, but but by saying that, though, you can see the range of Godzilla eras and stuff in this line just in the first series, and that's what they're doing. And I found myself being, man, I wish they'd make like King Kong from the 60s, King Kong versus Godzilla, or King Kong from uh, King Kong Escapes. Once again, those are, you know, sure, having a license with Toho is one thing. They had to license King Kong from Universal to make King Kong versus Godzilla. And the King Kong Escapes is an adaption of the King Kong show made by Rankin Bass, which was a cartoon. You, You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of a lot of different parties involved, so they probably won't make those. And what makes that sad is I'd really like Mechani Kong, who is, I said that weird, Mechani Kong, who is King Kong's robot uh, nemesis in King Kong Escapes. And in the King Kong show, I know it's sounding weird way I'm saying King Kong, so please bear with me. I'm saying it over and over again, and my allergies are driving me nuts. But... He was named, uh, I think, just Robot Kong in the King Kong show. and f- But for the movie, they named him Mechani Kong to give him a straight-out name. And I think Toho owns Mechani Kong right out. Like, they don't have to license him or whatever, but still it's in that weird thing. Because I know they were going to try to use him in the 90s Heisei movies. And they didn't. In fact, there's some other movies that some of those directors made with a robot gorilla which has a different name. It uses their design for Mechani Kong from those series. But like he showed up in weird places. There's some Konami, Konami, excuse me, video games for the Famicom. Like they had their uh, King Kong two video game. The name of the movie, it's me, a King Kong lives, excuse me, which came out in the eighties. The Japanese version was just called King Kong two. That of course was a sequel to the seventies universal studios, King Kong remake. Um, 
And for their video game, they put Mechanic Kong in there as a boss, I think. I might be wrong on that one, pardon me. But later in other Konami games, they had Mechanic Kong show up as a boss. And there's this one that's named, I cannot even tell you because it's like a sentence of words in a different language that I'm not going to try to... I'm going to butcher it, but it's like a Konami All-Star characters game. Like you can play Simon Belmont, that sort of thing. Well, he's in there as a boss, that sort of thing. And I keep looking at that going, man, what if they made just sort of a generic Mechanic Kong for this line? Like they could just call him Robot King Kong or something. And on the packaging, because like the Godzilla ones, they don't really specify anything on the packaging, like the movie or anything. But the Kong from Skull Island, the Skull Island Kong, they definitely make a point to give him a little bio on his packaging. You know, he's from Skull Island, this and that. So they could probably just throw on it like, um, he's a robot clone meant to <laughs> fight King Kong or something like that. You know, they could, they could totally generic it up a little bit if they needed to for lawyers. And I was like, well, what would they do? Would they make a brand new sculpt? Which I would love. They'd make that classic King Kong escapes mechanic Kong. I would love that. But I'd also love that kind of oddly generic version of them that was in those Konami video games. And then it got me thinking, what if they went Henshin Cyborg with this and took the Kong mold they have now and put them in just straight up translucent plastic and put like some gold tampographs on them or something like some circuitry tampographs. Like I'm thinking gold because I was thinking Henshin Cyborg. Like I was thinking those Microman style circuitry parts but what if they just like clear plastic or like a clear blue plastic casting of that toy and they just tampergraphed some robot parts on them and that was the robot kong and i was like man that would be ridiculous and i'd love it because he has molded in fur who cares <laughs> you know then you know what you're buying and they can you know in the description how he's meant to be a robot clone of kong so of course he's got hair what are you talking about uh it could be like a mail away exclusive or whatever. And I'm like, man, I would totally, I would totally be all in on something like that. Maybe a glow in the dark one, like just translucent plastic versions of these guys. I don't work in toys. I don't know the reality of making that happen or whatnot, or how interested playmates would be in something like that. But I would jump for something that ridiculous, like a a Henshin Cyborg version of King Kong meant to be Mechanic Kong. That's where my mind worked on this. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> you know, speaking of things that got kind of delayed a little, Ghostbusters got delayed till March. It's a bummer, but, you know, it's just kind of a reality of the situation we're in. Um, Hasbro had those toys ready to go, and I don't know <laughs> how many of those are going to be delayed. By the time the movie for the movie, you know, I don't know if they're going to hold off the ones tied directly into Ghostbusters Afterlife for around when the movie releases or all of them are just on schedule to start hitting the stores here in the summer. I don't know. Um, a lot of them were themed around the, first, the original Ghostbusters movie as in as is. So I'm kind of hoping those original Ghostbusters movies toys start hitting stores for summer and Christmas and all that. And they, and by, I guess Christmas time or whatever, they'll start putting out the afterlife tie in movie toys be closer to it. And I'm saying that because I'd really like to get some of those toys coming out now and not later. Uh, they got reissues of the real Ghostbusters, the Kenner's ones. Actually, I don't think they're reissues. I think they're recreations. So they might be a little, little different 
here and there. Uh, it, it is what it is. You know, I'd like to, like, if they put those out this summer, that'd be perfect. That'd be a nice hype building moment. Like, it's coming, it's coming, you know, it's coming. And I actually had a dream last night that I was at Kroger, of all places. And before you say this, Kroger's where I got those Ghostbuster ectoplasm tubes at. And that, and then later my wife found me a case of them at the Dollar Tree. That's it. I never saw them at a Walmart, never saw them at a Target, never saw them at, you know, JCPenney's. Anyway, I haven't been to a JCPenney's in like 20 years. But <laughs> you guys get my point. So finding them at Kroger wouldn't be too weird. Kroger's actually not a worse place to buy toys, especially around the holidays. They have all those things set up for stocking stuffers and whatever. Actually, I spoke about this getting the tiny turbo changers at Christmas time. But I had a dream about finding those Ghostbuster toys, and I could only find them at Kroger because everyone else was holding them off until the movie. So I just kept going to Kroger's and buying up Ghostbuster toys. And I kind of want to do that now. Like, not the main action figures because they'd cost way too much at a Kroger as opposed to a Walmart or Target. But, man, like those blind bag toys or little minifigures or whatever, that'd be perfect. Speaking of minifigures, the Masters of the Universe minis, um, they've gotten renamed, of course, for this new series of Masters of the Universe starting up. Those will be starting up here in fall, too. I hope they didn't, they didn't get delayed too much, although the toy industry, I don't think it's gotten as big of a setback uh, due to all this as other things. Um, I know my uh, TurboGrafx-16 Mini got pushed back to the end of the year because of all this. You know, my wife was going to get me one of those for my birthday, but, you know, things happened. But I don't think toys have gotten too much of a sidestep, maybe just a month or two off schedule. So I don't know. But, you know, I've been buying the measures of the WWE universe, as I mentioned, uh, uh, I think in February. And the Origins line is supposed to start up here in fall. And this is kind of tied into that with like the Mega Constructs and the Origin lines, wherever they got these little minifigures that are. They had released the minifigures to begin with with the Maddie collector stuff. And it's like a lot of reissues of those. And I think there's some new figures as a blind pack series wave. And they come packaged in like little castle gray skull or snake mountain capsules of the blind figures of these masters of the universe, mini guys. And I'm totally looking forward to that. And that's actually something Kroger will be really good about because starting right around September, usually Kroger sets up a holiday section like they have it for Halloween. Yay. Yay. And then they go, go through Christmas and they'll have all these little stuff for like stocking stuffers or goodie bags or whatever. And if it's a blind bag series, if it's a miniature figure series, whatever, it's probably a good place to find them. Like I, I found stuff there that I haven't been able to find at any other store ever, you know? So I'm like really hoping to go to Kroger and buy at least those Masters of the Universe minis. I want to be able to buy those at Walmart or Target, but if I get all of them at Kroger, I have plenty of those around me. But, like, man, it'd be great just go to Kroger for, like, we decided to go there instead of somewhere else for groceries, you know, and be like, whoa, and walk out with, like, $100 worth of Ghostbusters ectoplasm things or whatever. That'd be great. I haven't opened my Earthrise guys yet. I, I They say it looks so awesome, and I want to. I just haven't had time to. In fact, after I get into this, I'm going to open up Grapple because I was really looking forward to him. I really like Grapple for some reason. I got, you know, she got me the MicroMasher. She got me Grapple. She got me Starscream and Optimus Prime. And, of course, she got me that Mangas collection, which is, I don't know how much it means to some of you guys out there, but for someone like me, it means a lot. Um, 
you know, I'm 42 now. And when I was in college, Beast Wars was a thing. And it was about then that we started becoming more common knowledge about some of the stuff that went on all over the world. Because, you know, kids these days, they just open up Google and the world's right there. The TF Wiki's right there to tell them everything that's happened. You kind of had to discover some of it then. Like, it was like... You'd read these sites like, oh, really? Like you might, you knew there was transformers in the rest of the world, but you didn't, you might not know the details. You didn't know what a predator was. You didn't know what a turbo master was till you read that because that wasn't as common knowledge. You know, those manga at that point became, you know, it was around college. Like, whoa, there's this whole manga series in Japan. And, you know, I've read manga before by buying translated copies and all that, but I didn't know there was a transformers manga until yeah, college, you know, and you could find tr fan translated scans or you could find scans with a paragraph under them telling you what's happening. Or you could do the thing where you could kind of guesstimate what's going on by just looking over it and reading another language. But finally having the whole thing available legally translated into English. And when I say legally, it's not some shady site that's probably going to give my computer malware you know, it's a book I got at off of Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. If you find one of those straight up, just buy no shadiness implied a, the, the translations officially recognized meaning this is what they said. No doubt about it. You know, that sort of thing that means a lot to me. So getting that book was really cool. Volume two, I think comes out in May. I'm totally going to get that. I'm going to get every single one of these. I can until I can't get them anymore. Hopefully it just keeps going and they may put all of them out. I'm saying hopefully because I don't know. So it may not sell well. I don't know, you know. But for me, it's a big deal. So having that, I, I can't wait to sit and start reading it. I haven't had, had, had a lot of chance. I've had a very busy week, which just sucked. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. That's part of being an adult. Um, so after I get re done recording this, I'm going to open up that grapple and finally get my hands on some of these Earthrise guys. I, kinda, I got Astro Train right at Christmas with some gift card money. And Astro Train has been repacked into Earthrise as he's basically an Earthrise toy, and they released him first in Siege. So I got kind of an idea about how these guys are. They're they're pretty much a, a Siege toys that turn into Earth mode. So it's not. I know what I'm getting here, you know. And I love Siege, so I know I love these guys, and I'm definitely happy for MicroMasters continuing. The site's name is Zone Base. You guys know how I feel about little Transformers. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. I made a point to talk more about other things than transformers this episode, because you know, zonebase.org, you know, it's a site about robots, monsters and misadventures, but this podcast is on a network that's like 99% all transformers talk. And the other percent's me once a month. So, I mean, you know, I thought I'd talk about something different. Just to give you guys a little variety right now. I know, I know a lot of you guys are at home trying to entertain yourself. So, and I didn't really have a whole lot to talk about this time. So I talked about oddball things and that's my weird way of winding down this episode. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Uh, Transform Squadron is the podcast by zonebase.org, which can be found at www.zonebase.org. It's my site about robots, monsters, and misadventure, meaning I talk a lot about Transformers and Godzilla and like Frankenstein and all sorts of retro video games, all sorts of stuff there. It's a fan blog where I talk about the things I like. Um, if you're listening, you're probably aware. Uh, 
I always joke and say it's Halloween all year long because I like scary stuff and I regularly post scary things throughout the year. I have a, this year I started up the Friday night frights post where every Friday night I post a little, sometimes a full movie, uh, sometimes a short little thing or whatever, something kind of spooky, but not super scary, you know, just certain sort of fun, just in that vein of, uh, a Friday night scary movie, you know, uh, Friday night's my busiest night at work usually. So I might not get time to take a break and post something else, whatever that makes a good Friday night post. Uh, that's also a fun way for me to have scary fun all year, but it's April. Now, the reason I say April now is we're getting closer to Halloween. I start my Halloween stuff up generally about that second week of August. And I start ramping up the scary stuff in summer. Because summer is always kind of like that prelude to Halloween. And then last year I came to the revolution. Summer seriously is a spooky season all its own. Because, you know, in Japan it's ghost story season. Like Halloween and summer are two separate spooky seasons. Because it's hot. Come inside the air conditioning. Let's talk. Let's read scary ghost stories. Like they read about yokai and all that. And, you know, here like... Friday the 13th, where does that take place? A little summer camp. So many horror movies take place during the summer, you know. Summer seriously is its own little thing. I mean, and I've explained this multiple times. So, it's April now. I usually start my, to me, summer doesn't start till after Memorial Day. Memorial Day is the last chutzpah spring, because, you know, it, as May, a lot of people like to think of May as summer, but it's really spring still because there's still cold days in May. You know, you have a cold, you, you're still packing a hoodie on that night and occasional night or morning in May where it's a little chilly, you know. It's still spring. Memorial Day is the last, Memorial Day welcomes in summer. And that's when the spooky seasons start for the next five months where spookiness is like, a big part of the site. So I hope if you like scary crap, hope you like my site. <laughs> well, I'm going to eat me something. I'm really hungry. Thanks each and every one of you for listening. I really hope you're all doing okay. We're all, it's, it's kind of a rough world right now. Things are kind of scary, but things are going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. And we're going to get there. So I hope, hope you guys are all holding it together. Hope everyone's safe. Um, Hope everyone's doing good, doing as good as you can right now. And man, we're going to be doing great here before we know it. So I'll see you guys next time. Please go zonebase.org. That's the name of the site. You can check me out on Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. This this show is on a network, not of its own. It is on tfradio.net for shows and showtime. Check that out. That's the network I'm on. And you can also... uh Brian Kilby, the owner of said network, would love it if you checked out the various ways to support uh, the network there on the site. He would love it. And if you could check out zonebase.org, you'll be seeing what I got coming. So, in fact, I, I, meant, I meant to mention just earlier, I plan to do more audio posts on the site. Not really a po- separate podcast or whatever, just... I, I'm calling it a vlog without the video, like an audio blog... Uh, it's not going to be a regular thing, but I have a means to do it that I've set up using uh, an app called Anchor, which is owned by Spotify. So these audio episodes will be on your 
like podcast catchers like iHeart and Spotify or whatever, and you can subscribe to them and download them directly or whatever as you could a podcast because I guess it technically is. It's just a way of me doing these audio posts on my site in my mind, and that'll be coming up soon. I've got set up. I don't know when I'm going to start doing them right now. Things are kind of touch and go. You got, you live in the same world I do, you know, uh, those will be called zone based CD. That'll be whenever I start to zone based CD posts up, uh, please check them out. But Transform Squadron, totally ain't going anywhere. That's the monthly podcast of zonebase.org. And I'll be back in, I guess, May. Yeah, May's coming up next. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details